Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 111 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing how hormones impact your performance, how to sync your workouts with your menstrual cycle, and why you don't want to be doing high-intensity workouts every single day. So I decided to stop taking hormonal birth control in April of 2020. It's a great time to decide to do that monumental shift, but you know what? Whatever. I just like to test stuff. Now, my decision was mainly driven by a podcast episode I was listening to where the guest was talking about how to sync your workouts with your cycle. And one thing she said really stuck with me was that if you were taking hormonal contraceptives, you didn't actually have a cycle, which is true. That's how hormonal contraceptives work. They actually suppress the menstrual cycle. They stop it. That's how you can't get pregnant. And And so as someone who's constantly looking to experiment and explore and optimize my health, this really, really intrigued me, right? To be honest, I hadn't even considered how birth control worked. Like, I'll just be straight up. I had no idea how it worked. And so that conversation on that podcast episode had me thinking, could your cycle affect your workouts? I mean, obviously, she was talking about the science, but I wanted to read it for myself. And also, if the type of workouts that you chose to do really had an impact on not just your performance, but also overall how you felt. And so for the last few months, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been programming specific workouts based on where I was in my cycle, and it has been so super interesting. For starters, I have way more energy depending on where I am in my cycle, um, and that allows me to do different types of workouts. And when you make this transition, if this is something you decide to do or you've already done, maybe you also remember this feeling of feeling kind of flat all the time, just like with energy and mood and all of that, and I feel like alive. And I know that seems really super dramatic, but... It's true. Like, I just, I feel more alive. I'm, you know, pushing harder in my workouts. I'm able to like track performance and how I feel in a way that I never was able to before. And so your menstrual cycle is a super critical vital sign. If today's topic intrigues you and you want to get even more nerdy about it, my favorite book on this is called The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. And I'm going to put her book down into the description for today. But if you're already thinking, listen, I don't have a cycle. I don't need to listen to today's episode. I promise you that today's episode is also for you. Because if you know a person who menstruates or you work with people who do, or you have a spouse or a child who menstruates, this information is going to be helpful for you to understand how best to work with them or how to help them. So why are we even talking about this in the first place? Well, Stacey Sims, who you may have heard her TED Talk, she says, women are not small men. 
and it's true. Men run on a 24-hour cycle. When I say run, I mean the way your hormones fluctuate and how your physiology works. Like It's a 24-hour cycle. Whereas women, we typically run on a 28-day cycle. And actually, what would be more accurate is people who menstruate run on a 28-day cycle. So our rises and fluctuations of hormones are different for people who do menstruate compared to people who don't. And research is typically done on men and people who don't menstruate because there's less variables to be worried about, which for science is fantastic, right? There's one less thing to be concerned about when you're trying to find what is the one thing that makes the big difference. But this also means that the science behind intermittent fasting, high intensity training, um, hydration, um, even stretching, all of that is probably done on someone who doesn't menstruate, on a man. And so if you're trying to take that science and apply it to your own workouts, you don't actually have a full picture, right? You might be falling short because the science may say one thing, but it doesn't take into consideration what's actually happening in your body. I'm not the same person day to day, and my hormones definitely aren't either. And so why would I do the same workout every single day? And that's really what today's episode is about. The menstrual cycle is called the fifth vital sign because it's an amazing indicator of health. If your stress levels are through the roof, if you are pushing way too hard and tapping sort of into, you know, fatigue and burnout, even thyroid function can show up in way smaller and more subtle ways before it even shows up on your blood work. So this is another tool and another way to listen to your body and now have the data to support it. So let's talk about the cycle. For most people, it's around 28 days. And I was interested to find that mine is actually 25 days. So there is some variety. So if ever you read like, it's got to be this way, of course, that's not true because we're all individuals. It's going to be different. The big event is ovulation, which happens anywhere from 12 to 14 days before the next period. Now, this time before ovulation is considered the low hormone phase. This is when estrogen and progesterone are lower. This is also when you are more similar to a man's physiology because of the low hormones. So what does this mean for your training? Workout-wise, Hard, heavy workouts are fine because you can actually recover faster from those high-intensity workouts. When estrogen and progesterone are low, your body can actually better process carbohydrates. So you have fuel to fuel those higher-intensity workouts and to go longer and push harder. You also have potentially a higher tolerance for discomfort and pain. Which again, when things get uncomfortable in the workout, it's okay. And I've also found this to be true for myself as well. Like it just, it feels easier in this low hormone phase. And also, interestingly enough, your body can optimize the repair of muscle tissue. So that recovery and post-workout recovery, it just, it's more efficient and is more effective. So this is the time where you can push in your workouts. You can go harder, you can go heavier, you can go for longer and know that your body is going to be able to recover. So for me, this is when I do my timed workouts. And I've talked about this before where I set a timer for 45 seconds of work, 15 seconds of rest, um, usually anywhere from five to seven exercises. And then I do four rounds of that. This is also this is something new that's started for me, but I actually look forward to sprinting and jump rope. 
And even sometimes running, like I wake up in the morning, like, oh yes, like this is the day I'm going to do some jump rope, like legit excited. It's just, it's so weird, but it's the part of my cycle that I know I'm going to be able to tolerate it without being totally wiped out. So start to pay attention to how you feel in this low hormone phase before ovulation. I know for myself, I feel super energized, super charged, ready to go. Um, I could add another workout if I wanted to. I could go on a hike and not feel completely wiped out, which is a totally different story for what happens after ovulation. Today's episode is brought to you by Rat. Feel better from head to toe with mobility and recovery tools designed for your body and your life. And they have a ton of tools. We're talking foam rollers and rods and therapy balls and inflated balls, all the things. But today specifically, I want to talk to you about the recovery rounds. And not going to lie, I am rolling them under my feet as we speak. These are the perfectly soft, but not too soft, two and a half inch massage balls that can get into all of your nooks and crannies. I'm talking feet, hips, your upper back. OMG, for reals. It's amazing. And all of their products make a great Mother's Day present, and they're even great for bodywork newbies. So if you want to move better and you want to feel better and you want to support the show, head on over to radroller.com. Use the code BODYNERD at checkout to save 15% off your entire order, including tools and education. That's radroller.com. Use the code BODYNERD, B-O-D-Y-N-E-R-D at checkout to enjoy 15% off your entire order. Now back to the show. So after ovulation, this is considered the high hormone phase. Estrogen rises first. It's one of the things that is a sign that ovulation has happened, followed by progesterone. And interestingly, estrogen inhibits carbohydrate access. So remember that ability to process carbs and do higher intensity work in the first part of your cycle? Well, in the second part of your cycle, you just you don't have the fuel to go as hard and as long as you might. Now, of course, there's ways you can work around this and, you know, really focus on your supplementation and your food. But if you're eating, you know, the same stuff throughout your cycle, doing the same things, the only thing that's changing is your workouts, you will be more sensitive to this. Now, in the first cycle that I decided I wanted to test matching the type of workout to where I was in my cycle... I accidentally flipped it and I did it in reverse. So I was doing hard, heavy, pushing as hard as I could in the second half in that uh, high hormone phase. And I was so tired, like not even able to get through a workout tired. I remember just stopping like a million times in a workout. And I was just like, wait, what is going on? Um, And this makes sense because your body physiologically is not primed for that type of work, um, especially if you're not, again, supplementing and using your nutrition in a way to bolster it, which I a thousand percent was not. And so that's also part of being a body detective, right? You're experimenting with stuff. You try stuff. Sometimes it works. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. Um, And then you just go back and tweak and figure out what's going on and what works for you. So after that (laughs) mistake, I never made that mistake again, because that was terrible. And it's because of this elevated estrogen and progesterone in this part of your cycle that your recovery is also inhibited. So not only are you getting tired, your recovery after isn't happening as efficiently. And so you might feel more sore if you push, you might feel super, super tired after. And all of that is to be expected because of what's happening physiologically. 
also in the high hormone phase, your blood sugar levels are less stable. So if you've been skipping meals, now might not be the best time to do that. And that's actually a super interesting thing that I also found was the difference in appetite from the low hormone phase to the high hormone phase. Low hormone phase, like first half of my cycle, I could skip meal, skip lunch and just be, you know, keep working through lunch and be totally fine and have no problems. Whereas in the second half of my cycle, like I cannot eat enough food. I'm just like so hungry all the time. Now, if you also listen to episode 107, I talked about why I don't eat before I work out. And to be fully honest and transparent, after doing the research for today's episode and also feeling really sluggish and exhausted after a workout this week, I'm reconsidering it. Um, And when I say exhausted, I'm like, could not keep my head up exhausted. It was so weird and unexpected, but also, again, having the ability to listen to these subtle subtle signals, these subtle signs that your body gives you allows you to then just notice, right? What's going on? What's different? Hmm, What's a, you know, something I can change to possibly improve this. So stay tuned for the update. I'm planning on getting in a snack before I work out um, to help stabilize my blood sugar levels and cortisol. So there's going to be an episode on that. I also just in doing the research for this and also, you know, just having recorded episode 107, I'm rolling my eyes. So if you're like, Alex, wait, but you just said, I know, I know. And that's what being a body detective is about, is not being dogmatic and holding on to things that you're like, this has to be true, but being willing to explore. So what does this mean for your workouts in this high hormone phase after ovulation? This is when you want to opt for more technique-focused workouts or maybe even work with lighter intensity and still doing strength, but not quite as you know high intensity as you did in the first half of your cycle. So for me, what this looks like is I usually ditch my timer. So I'm still working on strength, but there's not that push, that little added cardio element, and I'm not trying to move as quickly. I also just don't have the energy to do running or, you know, jump roping or some of those other things. Or if I do them, I'll just do less of it. So maybe shorter duration and not quite as long. So now what? right? You have all of this information. What do you actually do with it? So all of this information is only helpful if you know where you are in your cycle. And while apps and artificial intelligence that tell you where you are in your cycle are fantastic, there's nothing better than tracking your cycle yourself. There's a million and one different ways to do it and different schools of thought. I suggest that you do your own research and go from there. And I'm happy to share more. If you just shoot me a DM, I'll give you the down low on everything that I've been looking at. Um, And if you've been on birth control for years, I totally get feeling overwhelmed and that this, you know, tracking your cycle is like way too much work and it would be way easier to just keep taking the pill or the patch or the injection or whatever. But here we are a year later, after about three cycles, I had a really great idea of what was going on with my body. And so now I just take my temperature every morning at the same time. Um, I literally have a timer on my Garmin that goes off every morning, 6.45 a.m. And honestly, my body just like wakes up around that time anyways. I just take my temperature. And then in the morning, once I get up, I chart it in a free app called Kindara. And I will link to that below, which is awesome because you can keep tabs on other 
other cycle related things there too. So with the help of that app and just paying attention, I was able to figure out, you know, body signs and more physiology and being able to know pretty much like to a T when ovulation happens for me, when my period is happening, which when you are on birth control, there's that regularity of it that's kind of comforting. And I thought that I was going to lose that. But honestly, it's like it's way more precise now. So it's just it's your fifth vital sign, right? It's another way to quantify and, you know, have data to back up what's going on in your body. And I could see as well, like when things were super stressful, that my cycle changed. And so it's just really awesome as a body detective and as a body nerd to have another piece of information about what's going on in your body. But of course, everybody is different. And I want you to do what works best for you. I'm grateful that my cycles are fairly consistent and regular, but even not having regular and consistent cycles is a sign that something is going on. So definitely talk to your doctor, do your research, find what works best for you. That's really the most important. But at a minimum, try playing with these high-intensity workouts in the first half of your cycle and then more strength and technique-focused workouts in the second half. And just see what happens. Play with how you're feeling. Notice your energy levels. What are your hunger levels like? What is your soreness like? And now my perspective is coming from someone who's not an elite athlete, not trying to be either, right? So I'm not training for races, nor do I need to show up and be able to compete on any given day. So if that's you, you definitely want to check out the work of Stacey Sims and learn more about enhancing performance and different supplements you can use to help kind of buffer the effects of your cycle. So I will link to her book, Roar, which is on my to-read list in the show description as well. But definitely check out Lisa Hendrickson, Jack's book, The Fifth Vital Sign. Also, I will link to that below. And then also be willing to experiment. There are so many resources available from podcasts to I mean, the good old internet and books. And one of the reasons why I like Lisa Hendrickson Jack's book is because she has a ton of references for more research studies that you can go down the rabbit hole and learn everything you wanted to know and more about this super vital health sign. And I've been relying heavily on supplements in the last year I've talked about on social media, and I've been using my cycle as the kind of indicator of the data piece of if things are working or not. Um, So looking at my physiology to see, you know, how much hair I was losing and that I'm literally blown away when I added in different vitamins and saw that that changed um, to stress levels, right? I can see that reflected and just overall how I feel. So I know that I'm not eating a super balanced diet, even when I am eating all the rainbow and getting all the vegetables and doing all that. Um, So supplementation just helps to support your body in the ways that perhaps what you're eating isn't. So go check that out. I am so stoked to hear how this goes for you. I've been sitting on this episode for a while, just really struggling with some imposter syndrome. But I think that you are the best indicator and judge and detective right, for your health. And so this is another tool in your toolbox to be able to make better decisions about your health and really optimize your health so that you can enjoy life without pain and move in all the ways that you want to move. 
And if you want support and accountability for moving and working out and getting stronger without getting hurt, that is exactly what we do inside of Movement Mavens. So you can come on, check us out. It is my exclusive community for busy, active women that teaches you everything you need to create your custom workout wellness plan, plus gets you the accountability and support to stay moving and get out of pain with our monthly workouts and trainings. We also sprinkle little challenges, super easy. All throughout the month right now, we're working on a sleep challenge and staying off of our screens in the 90 minutes before bed. And one member, she had like three hours of sleep two nights ago. And then last night was up to like six and a half. So these little shifts, I tell you this all the time, every little bit matters. It makes a big difference. So if you want to come and join us, uh, you can get notified the next time we open up for enrollment over at aewellness.com dot com slash mavens. And I definitely want to hear from you about your biggest takeaway from today's episode. So take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Halafamala, or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline, leave us a quick voicemail at 818-396-6501. Plus, if you have any questions from today, you can send them my way too. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And you know the drill. Subscribe, rate, review, share. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. That lets this show continue to happen. And it helps support really, really awesome companies that have great products. So I only bring stuff to you that I definitely stand behind. So thank you for supporting our sponsor. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, cycle syncing our workouts, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.